Welcome to Main Menu for the week of April 17 to April 23, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you here on Main Menu with us today. We have quite a busy schedule today and lots of things to talk about to you real quickly here before we get into today's presentations. Let's tell you what's up here today on Main Menu. We're going to start with the second part of the presentation that we were doing last week on Main Menu from the 2015 NVDA conference. And it is a presentation on using Windows 10 Preview with NVDA 2015 Release 1. And we heard the major part of the demonstration and today we're going to hear the second part which is a little bit more demonstration and a lot of question and answer about what all is happening with Windows 10 and some of the new things that are included and how those work with NVDA. Then we welcome back Mary Emerson to Main Menu and Mary is going to be demonstrating for us how you deal with that difficult task of changing your password on Amazon. A lot of people have found that hard to access and Mary's going to show us how to do that and walk us through it using Firefox with JAWS for Windows and you will want to get into that if you're a Amazon user. And then finally David Woodbridge comes to us with another one of his fantastic presentations and if you're an Apple TV user you may very well be interested in hearing about this. You know, sometimes the Apple TV may get a little out of kilter. Maybe you can't connect to the internet or this sort of thing or that thing isn't quite working right. Well, David is going to take us through the process of hooking up your Apple TV to your Mac and you can quite accessibly with voiceover on the Mac get that Apple TV restored to the way you need it to be and have it working correctly and connecting to the internet and doing everything else right that it's supposed to do ordinarily. That's what's up here tonight on Main Menu. What happened in the past week technology-wise? Well, I think one of the biggest things I've been hearing is the excitement from a lot of blind people that I've been seeing talk about something really exciting that's happened this week with Microsoft. Microsoft, you know, is in the process of not only the Windows 10 preview, but previewing the next release of Microsoft Office for Mac, which will be Microsoft Office 16 for Mac. And up until now, Microsoft Office for Mac has not been accessible with VoiceOver on the Mac. But as of the newest release of the preview for Office 16 on Wednesday, April 15th, that has changed. And there is now a, quite a lot of accessibility to Office 16. And the blog, I am told, from Microsoft is that we can expect even more. So if you are using a Mac and you'd like to take a look at that, you can go out to the Office for Mac webpage and there is a download there that you can take and download and install the latest thing on your computer. You don't have to get rid of your older Office if you do happen to have Office 11 on your Mac. You don't have to get rid of that. You can run both, have both on your computer and have both run at the same time. But if you are not running Office, that's okay too. You don't even have to have 
have a Microsoft ID, there's no requirement to even log in. But I think all of us would like for you, if you do try it, to respond to Microsoft and give them any reactions or suggestions that you might have for how they can make it even better and more accessible. And you can find all that information right there on their webpage. And I would encourage you, if you're a Mac user, hey, take a look at that. I think you're going to be quite excited. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into today's program. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up over the next several weeks that you're going to want to hear about. We'll probably do some demoing of that Mac 16 office here in a week or so. We also are going to be talking about accessibility to the Apple Watch. We're going to be talking about the newly announced Netflix descriptive video feature and a whole lot more things that you're going to want to hear about. So be sure you don't miss Main Menu. We've got a lot of neat things coming up over the next few weeks. You have a great week and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Is there a product that you use in your daily life that you think other Main Menu listeners should know about? Is this something we have not yet covered on Main Menu? Do you have the ability to record a high-quality demonstration for us that will be beneficial to the rest of our listeners? If the answer to these questions is yes, then we encourage you to submit content to our program. To begin, first, contact us by email at mainmenu at acbradio.org to ensure that we have not already covered or are currently working on coverage of your product. If we have not covered this product, you may record your demo and submit it to us through any method that works for you. We will soon be in contact with you to give you any feedback on your segment and let you know when it will air. If you have questions on this process, please get in contact with us. Listener contributions to the show are very important here at Main Menu, and we hope to hear your voice on the show soon. All right. Uh, the first cue comes from um, uh, Johnny. Give me a second, please. The start menu, um, are they going to replace the start screen now with Windows 8? Like, are they going to put it like you know how Windows 7 used to look? Right now, it is a hybrid, and I will demonstrate why it is hybrid. Um, visually, it looks like Windows 8 Metro-style uh, start screen, but the way the token is evokes the feeling of that you're using a start menu. So it's like a hybrid at this point. All right, uh, Roger is next. Uh, I've been hearing various rumors from time to time that Windows 10 is going to be a free upgrade uh, if you already have Windows. Is that, is that true, or do you know? It sounds too good to be true. Good question. Yes, it will be free to those running Windows 7 Service Pack 1, or Windows 8.1a. Windows 8.1a as in after you applied the April 2014 update. Um, there is a misinformation circulating these days about Windows 10 being free for pirated users of Windows. And Microsoft's stance is that it will support only those that genuine Windows Windows licenses. And it still holds true for those who will attempt to upgrade from Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 and those who have non-genuine or pirate copies. If you do, Microsoft will still consider pirate, pirate copies as pirate copies of Windows 10. Uh, next, we have A. Excuse me. Okay, I have two questions, actually. Okay, the first one, uh, regarding Roger's question, we can upgrade to Windows 10, right? So let's say uh, I have a Windows 8.1 single language. Uh, this upgrade, uh, it will go to Windows 10 Basic, or like uh, we can choose from, like Windows 10, Windows 10 maybe Ultimate, Windows 10 Home Premium or something. And then this, my second question is, is there any part of Windows 10 which is totally inaccessible with NVDA? 
Good question. And um, I like to ask, I like to remind people that whenever someone is speaking, please do not type text, please. Uh, it makes hard life for organizers harder. Uh, if you have a single language, um, that is something you might want to ask Microsoft accessibility team or Microsoft about <clears throat> whether it will be upgraded or not. There are certain parts in Windows 10 that are usable with NVIDIA and some parts that are inaccessible as I'll show shortly. Fabio asks about popularity of Windows 10. It depends. It, it, we don't know. It's, it's still a work in progress, so we won't know. So we won't know until later when Windows 10 is actually released. First of all, as before I begin, I have to mention that Windows 10 Tech Preview is now available to Windows insiders. You need to have a Microsoft account to join that program. What it gives you is it gives you early access to beta builds. And right now, I have a laptop running, quote running, end quote, the latest, um, not the latest, but the latest stable build of Windows 10. I have put running quote in, in quotes because it's actually a virtual machine. Yes. Um, have you, I know you mentioned the Spartan browser earlier. Um, have you used that at all? Um, and what is your experience with that? And what's that like? Spartan is not available yet to the public. Uh, Spartan is still in the development. They have a new rendering engine called Edge, which was forced from Trident, which is used in Internet Explorer up to now. Uh, for that, uh, because I haven't used it, I have no comment on specifics. Uh, pretty much, Buzz asked about giving uh, them anything new. Uh, well, it's a version number has changed. It's no longer MT6.4, but it's now version 10.0. <laughs> so. Uh, to demonstrate this, let me open file con Python console and NVDA. Uh, I will switch back to voice activation. Now, I will open the Python console. NVDA Python console. Edit. Blank. Now, I press Ctrl NVDA Z to open this. If I type in this particular string, Windows version. Enter. Size.jit Windows version major equals 10, minor equals 0, build equals 9,926, platform equals 2, service pack equals. Now, that's 10.0, and NVIDIA does recognize that we are running Windows 10. Uh, one thing, I want to show, actually two more things. Let me show you the actual Windows feedback app. Search window. Search. Feedback. Feedback setting. Windows feedback. Enter. Windows feedback. Windows feedback window. Search existing feedback edit. Blank. Now, there's other things here. This is another one of those at my draft. I'll press tab around. Combo box trending collapse. There's trending among other criteria. List. List item. List. So many tiles couldn't. Combo box most recent collapse. Most recent. Let me press tab. List. So many tiles couldn't update for better view photos. Mail. People and almost all. Now, you see two lists. One of them is a feedback list, and the other one is feedback category list. I'll go to some of the feedback. It seems like Microsoft games aren't working right. Both Microsoft Solitaire and Mahjong fail to start. Might be because of DirectX 12. Direct, MV, um, Windows 10 will come with DirectX 12. Transparent start not good. Always need to change start background. Power button and user showing will be at one side for better organized. Right, because there are some issues where um, the desktop wallpaper will not sh uh, be shown as a background. This is for a 10,041 um, feedback. Switching user with picture password not possible. I have to change the login method to get to others. Sorry, I cannot take a picture. Right, so picture password means you can just draw images and it will let you log in useful for tablets. And then for tablets, you have pin method in Windows 8.8.x. In Windows 8.1 and Windows 10 Tech Pre 1, I had a nice email app that I could read my live and Gmail accounts in. In Tech Prep 2, it is gone. Cursor drift following today's update. Lenovo, it is impressive all over, but the audio drivers are not there to something a sap I thought. When I filter to see my feedback, much of my original feedback is not displayed. Please, please, 10.net from your 3.5 git built in. So make easy for install everything. <laughs> Video commands are not showing in Build 10041. Made it possible to pin websites to start. And so forth. These are the feedback lists and power press tab. New feedback button. List. Recent applications. These are the categories of feedbacks you can send to Microsoft if you have Windows 10 Tech Preview on it. Apps. Files. Hardware. Devices. And drivers. Windows installation and setup. Internet Explorer. There's some interesting feedback in there regarding Network. installation. Network. 
Personalization and ease of access. And so forth. There's a lot of feedback of an error and whatnot. Power and battery. Windows recovery. Cortana and search. Start. Been there. Desktop. Security. And Privacy. so forth. And accounts. Search existing feedback. These are some of the feedbacks you can find in System Windows menu. feedback app. Desktop. The other one is Insider app. So search type in Search text. Insider. Business Insider. Insider hub. Insider hub. That's the app that people usually open when they want to find new information from Microsoft. Insider hub. Insider hub window. Forums link. Now, this is sort of like a blog blog of uh, application and it has some blocks from Microsoft and then it has missions where you can uh, perform some tasks suggested from Microsoft and earn points and whatnot. And there's a promotion going on. I'm sure you might have finished by the time you listen to this. If you send a video, you might be chosen to visit Microsoft's Redmond campus and become part of uh, uh, developing Windows 10 for a day or two. So you can tour the laboratories where Windows 10 is actively being developed and so forth. Give us feedback link. And that's a feedback. Frequently asked questions link. Blogging Windows link. Privacy statement link. Terms of use link. Learn more button. See all link. List. Win an insider trip to Microsoft World Headquarters. Right, that's what I was talking about. That promotion. I've been ended by now. Now, this is a, all the blog posts from Microsoft that has been posted by Windows 10 sent to insiders. Known issues in Build 10,041. And so forth. One of the known issues being uh, screen readers may have a hard time accessing certain information, like browser mode being broken in Windows 10 and 10,041. Top issues fixed in Build 10,041. New features in Build 10,000. Office preview app won't open issue. New features. Top issues. Known issues in Build 10,041. Never And uh, you can be- document list with 12 items bullets. Some people might hit an issue where the username and password boxes do not appear or don't accept input when logging in. We will prevent them from logging in. Possible word or wrongs include clicking this with- And so forth. That's the actual block document. System menu. Close C. Insider hub window. List. Windows 10. Desktop list. MPD. And that was a brief overview of insiders. And I think the last thing I need to talk about is this. Settings window. Search box. Find a Windows update has changed in Windows 10. List. Update. Advanced update set Windows update. Enter search box. Windows update. Find the setting at search box. List. Windows update. Check for updates button. I'll Back press button. space and check for updates. Windows 10 have three update support um, systems. There is a mainstream update where everyone will get the same builds. Uh, functionality will change from like Microsoft iOS or how it does. There's a dedicated update version for businesses or enterprises. And there's an update where we can have LTS, long-term support releases. This is for mission critical um, enterprises. Search box, file list, view update details link, advanced option, view update details, definition update for Windows Defender KB 2,267,600. Yep, Windows Defender is still here. Never is still here. Back button, search box, list, Windows update, check for updates button, advanced options link. If I select advanced options. Advanced options window, back button, keep everything running smoothly. We'll restart your device automatically when you're not using it. Updates won't download over a meter connection where charge of A apply combo box automatic recommended collapse. Now this is again, you can download automatically, do not download, etc. Give me updates for other Microsoft products and I update Windows checkbox check. That is nothing new from the old control panel days. View your update history link. And? Privacy statement link. Getting builds faster means you'll see new things sooner. Getting builds slow could mean more solutions are available for issues combo box slow collapse. Now, this is what's called update rings. And so far we have two support, two update level rings. The fast and slow. Fast means you get the builds just when Microsoft is released. As soon as the new build, like 10,041, something else is released, you'll get it at the same day. But if you chose slow, you'll get a more stable build with bugs from the fast ring fixed. And for those who are on fast ring Windows Insider mode, updates are available via Windows Update. But for those who have slower mode, Windows updates will come here and as an ISO image. Back button. And that is changing speed of Desktop updates. Desktop 5 of 6. 
There are other changes uh, in Windows 10. Um, I have no time to go over. And that is, the last thing I talked about was Windows Insider and Windows Feedback. Specific, is this is unique to Windows 10 Tech Preview, so far at least. This, is, this build is based on Windows 10 Tech Preview Pro, or Professional Edition. There is no Windows 10 Tech Preview for Windows 10 Core, but it's for Professional Edition, the highest so far in consumer build at this point, unless it will be eclipsed by something else. So, I believe that's it, unless there are other things that I need to show you. So, at this point, I'll take more questions and comments regarding this. Uh, everything that we talked about, UI, Kotana, Insiders, and whatnot. H has a question. Okay, Joseph, uh, how about the volume settings? Do we have, do we still have this uh, volume mixer, separate control for system volume, master volume, and uh, application-specific volume? Yes, uh, Windows 10 still has that. Still has the um, software-controlled volume, so you can change volumes of NVDA and so forth. And let me try Pavia once again, excuse me. Will the final public release of Windows 10 have Internet Explorer or the new update, the new web browser planned by Microsoft? So you're asking whether new Microsoft browser will replace uh, Internet Explorer? Is that what you're asking? Or... Yes. For consumers, uh, uh, from what I can gather from Microsoft and over recent tweets and whatnot, they, both of them will be there. Internet Explorer will still be there and the so-called new Spartan will be there as well. Okay. And Johnny has a question. Give me a second, please. Okay. Okay, so I don't any new uh, sappy files other than, you know, the Mitchell David and Hazel and whatnot. Uh, yes, uh, Microsoft David is still there when you use the narrator. In Windows, brother asks, in Windows 10, the Microsoft may improve Windows narrator. Not that I know of. Apart, there's rumors that may, uh, Microsoft may have improved scripting capabilities, but apart from that, I haven't seen anything. And uh, Vervoj is next. Uh, thank you. Uh, so I came later, uh, but um, I just wa wanted to <coughs> share my experience with Windows 10. Uh, it was not such a large experience since uh, the last build that I was able to test successfully was um, one of the first builds that was released, uh, a technical preview builds that was released in somewhere in October, November 2014. And uh, later I have downloaded January preview and I have installed it on my virtual machine, but uh, it wasn't very successful installation because I, I did an upgrade uh, instead of a clean install. So it was working quite slow and uh, so uh, I will probably download build 10,041 these days and try to uh, run inside a virtual machine and try to play with Windows 10, but um, what I've seen so far, uh, it looks to me quite interesting. Um, the new start menu, uh, uh, it's cool that uh, Microsoft is listening to the users and they've put the start menu back, because the start screen uh, that was uh, introduced in Windows 8 and later in Windows 8.1 enhanced, uh, it's practical for touchscreen devices, but for non-touch devices, it's uh, really not practical, in my opinion. And it, they, uh, so it's good that they uh, <coughs> they return uh, they made the return of the start menu. But uh, the new start menu is, looks quite confusing to me. So on the left side you have uh, programs, uh, on the right side you have tiles, uh, and when arrowing around. Uh, the focus jumps from one part to another part and uh, you, at the end you don't know where you are. Um, the feature that I really like 
in Windows 10, and this is the feature that uh, other operating systems, such as Linux, that I'm using actively now, uh, have this feature for, for many years, uh, which is uh, multiple desktops, uh, so multiple workspaces, and you can have a different apps running on each workspace. So uh, this feature, uh, I was playing with it, and it looks nice to me. It's cool that Microsoft finally... Uh, introduce this feature in any version of Windows. <coughs> so multiple desktops, yeah, it's a good feature. Uh, I like it, but uh, uh, I think they uh, should also improve it a, l a little bit more because uh, although they introduce the multiple workspaces, uh, it doesn't work, um, in my opinion, uh, as good as it works good in Linux. So uh, I think it may be a little bit improved. Uh, I have joined the Insider program, so I will send feedback when I can. Uh, and uh, this feature is uh, one of my favorite new features in Windows 10. So multiple desktops, yeah, that's a really good feature. Um, anything else um, I can't comment right now, because, as I said, I played just a little bit with, with Windows 10. Uh, so uh, I will be able to... Uh, know more about that uh, when I download the latest build and uh, when I install it into my virtual machine since currently I'm on Windows 8.1 virtual machine and uh, apparently I can't say anything more okay that's interesting uh, but then the thing is uh, 10,041 isn't available in ISO form uh, it's for fast-string uh, so the fastest for the quick to the workaround is download the ISO for 9926 switch to fast-string and download 10,041 that way but then I'd like to highly recommend that you avoid 10,041 for now because of serious accessibility problems. Um, one of them being browse mode being broken and whatnot. So I'd like to suggest that you hold off until a more slower staple build is out so that you can then test after certain major issues are squashed. Um, in that case, uh, yeah. in, in that case, I guess that pretty much is what I have to cover for Windows 10 um, at this point. Pretty much the highlight was Cortana UI and uh, new settings app and inside the program. So uh, please feel free uh, to check out Windows 10 if you want. Um, but I'd like to highly recommend that you install on a virtual machine. Not physical machine yet, maybe because of due performance or graphics issues and whatnot. So Windows 10, uh, it still looks okay, but there are some instances where NVIDIA may not be, well, it might not work as ideal in, in an ideal way. So one of them being start menu problems in 1926, something's not working in 10,041, I'm sure. Microsoft will work on it sometime. Microsoft will work on it before the next build is released. I don't know when it will be. Uh, so, Andy, um, there was somebody has just asked a test text question. Buzz asked about tiles changing to science news. Science news. Uh, I don't think so, unless of course there is an app out there that you can install that will provide strictly the news that you're looking for and it will change. This is called live tiles. And you can, if you want, you can install an app that provides this if you want. So as for news app and other stuff, that that's depends on what's trending on Bing at the moment. So, so as I was saying, uh, NVX has still promised that they're looking to Windows 10 and they're waiting for feedback from Windows 10 users as to what's working, what's not working and so forth. As for general Windows 10, as for Windows 10 stuff feedback, um, I'd like to also recommend that you use Windows 10 feedback, Windows feedback app on Windows 10 TP, and check back on Insider Hub to see new posts from Microsoft and whatnot. And there is now a list for Windows 10 users. Uh, it's called Win NVIDIA-Win10. 
uh, nvda-w-i-n-t-e-n same provider as NVIDIA list. So you can, if you want to subscribe to NVIDIA Windows 10 list, you can go to, you can send an email to nvda-w-i-n-t-e-n-request at freelists.org with the subject of subscribe. Once you do that, and uh, you get a confirmation message, confirm that and you'll be it. Bear in mind that that list is temporary. It will be gone once Windows 10 is released and once NV Access declares official support for Windows 10. Once that happens, that list will be shut down and will be integrated into NVIDIA users list. Uh, I think that's it when it comes to Windows 10. Uh, if you have any further questions about Windows 10, feel free to browse some posts from Microsoft. Paul Thor, the Windows Super site webmaster, still keeps an eye on Windows 10 and whatnot. Other websites such as CNET, uh, Tom's Hardware, ZDNet, and other websites are still keeping an eye on Windows 10 and whatnot. There are still controversies out there, such as UEFI issues, uh, graphics graphics issues, and whatnot. And for Windows 10 with NVIDIA, it's usable, but there's a lot of room for improvement. And that, folks, was a glimpse into the future, Windows 10. And once again, I want to thank you, all of you, for coming to NVIDIAcon 2015.1. This concludes the last session on Windows 10. And we hope to see you at the future NVIDIAcon, perhaps NVIDIAcon 2015.2 later this year, or perhaps in NVIDIA 20, NVIDIAcon 2016, when we will celebrate NVIDIA's 10th anniversary, a decade of providing equal access to technology for visually impaired people at no additional cost. Thank you very much for participating in NVIDIAcon 2015.1. See you in the next NVIDIA conference. Welcome to this demonstration of restoring your Apple TV via your Mac using VoiceOver. The reason you may want to do this is because you can't get your Apple TV to connect to the internet, either via Wi-Fi or Ethernet. And the only option you've got is to restore it via your Mac, or for that matter, your PC. And I will give you a warning if you ever want to have a go at this, is the fact that as soon as you plug in a mini USB cable to the back of the Apple TV, if you decide then you don't want to do it and you take the cable out again, Next time you turn on the Apple TV, it'll ask to be plugged into a computer, whether a Mac or a PC. So certainly follow this along to see what the whole process is about. But please don't try it unless you really want to. Okay, so let me just say that I've got my Mac turned on, VoiceOver's running and I'm sitting at my desktop. And of course I've got my Apple TV turned on. It's got VoiceOver activated and it's plugged into my HDMI channel on my TV. So if I just press the menu button on the Apple TV remote. The main menu. Settings. Button. Two of two. Okay, I've only got two options currently. I've got settings. And I press left arrow. Computers. Button. One of two. And computers. Your okay. Apple TV isn't connected to the network. To check your network settings, choose settings. General. Then select network. So as you heard, I don't have any access to the internet for this particular Apple TV to restore itself. Hence why I'm doing it via my Mac. And of course... As I said earlier on, Mac or PC via iTunes. Okay, so for the moment, I don't need my Apple TV plugged into my mixer. So I'm just going to take it out of the jack. So we don't get that hum coming through the speakers. There we go. So I'm going to grab my USB cable. Take the HDMI cable out of the back of the Apple TV, which I'm about to do now. Put that down. Because I'm going to plug in another cable into the Apple TV, just for safety, I'm going to take out the power cord. Okay, and now I'm going to plug in the micro USB cable. And just for reference, the micro USB cable is the cable that's got the two little prongs on the male end of the cable. And when I'm plugging it into the mini USB port, which is located below the HDMI port on the back of the Apple TV, 
the prongs are facing down. So that's in now, and I'll just plug in the USB cable into the other end into my Mac. Okay, that's in. And now I'm going to put the power back on my Apple TV. So I'm plugging the cable back in now. Okay, that's on. And hopefully iTunes will wake up in a minute and detect the Apple TV. iTunes, iTunes, window, LCD detection. Which it has. Okay, and just remember, we're now at the point of no return. As soon as I plug that basically mini USB cable into the Apple TV, if I would have aborted the process and just restarted it normally with the HDMI cable plugged in, it would ask to be plugged in to a Mac or a PC. Okay, so let's find the Apple TV in iTunes. So I'm going to just use the find command for voiceover. Enter search text. And I'm just going to type in Apple. Hit enter. Apple TV pop-up button. Okay, there's the Apple TV. Apple TV, selected radio button, one of one. And I just went to the right and it said Apple TV already selected. If I go to the right again. Scroll area. There's the scroll area for the Apple TV. Interact. Interact with scroll area. And to the right. Apple TV recovery mode. Okay, so that's now in Apple TV recovery mode. If you are experiencing problems with your Apple TV, you can restore its original settings by clicking restore Apple TV. Eject Apple TV button. And of course I'm going to the right here, and that's the eject button for the Apple TV. Restore Apple TV button. Or restore Apple TV. Now, since I've already restored someone's Apple TV last week on the help desk at Vision Australia, I've already got the restore file on my MacBook Pro here. Otherwise, if I didn't have it, it would actually start downloading the restore file and then do the restore. So I'm going to activate the restore button. Press restore Apple TV button. Apple TV software restore. Contacting the Apple TV software now in dialog. Are you sure you want to restore the Apple TV, Apple TV to its factory settings? All of your media and other data will be erased, and the newest version of the Apple TV software will be installed. Now, by the way, that message is the exact message that you would also get if you could access a Wi-Fi network or an Ethernet network on your Apple TV in Settings, General, Reset, and that you would get exactly the same message about the fact that it's going to remove media, data, accounts, etc. So, yes, we do. I'm just going to press Enter. Now in iTunes window, restore Apple TV button. Okay, so I'm going to uninteract. Stop interacting with scroll area. And jump to the top of the screen. LCD section. Interact with the LCD section. Interact with LCD section. Extracting software. Okay, extracting software. I.e., because I've already got the restore file on the Mac, it's just unpacking it. So if I go to the right, that's the progress clicks. And let's stop that bit. So let me back go to the left. Preparing Apple TV for restore. Okay, preparing Apple TV for restore. And if we go to the right again. Busy progress indicator. That still says busy. Back to the left. Preparing Apple TV for restore. Okay, it still says preparing Apple TV for restore. Clicking again, so I'm going to go to the right. Busy progress indicator. Busy, back to the left. Waiting for Apple TV. Waiting for Apple TV. And that clicked again. Now, rather than going to the right and back to the left, I'm just going to read the current item. Preparing Apple TV software for restore. Okay, preparing Apple TV software for restore. If we go to the right. Busy progress indicator. Still busy. Back to the left. Restoring Apple TV software. Okay, restoring Apple TV software. So what I normally do is I like to go to the right sometimes just to check if there is a progress indicator rather than just busy. Of course, once you hear a click on the current item, you can always verify it with the current voiceover cursor command VOF3, which I'm going to do now again. Restoring Apple TV software. Text is in the voiceover cursor. Okay, it still says that. Now let me just check what the time is so we can have a rough idea how long this is going to take. March 5th, 9, 44 a.m. OK, 
Okay, so that's 9.44. So what I might do is I might pause the recording while this is doing the restore, and I'll let you know how long it actually takes to do the restore for the Apple TV, rather than waiting around for the recording to complete, so to speak. Busy progress. Restoring Apple TV software. Busy progress oh, indicator. Clicked. So to the right, back to the left. Verifying Apple TV software. It's 9.45. Verifying Apple TV software, and that was quite kind of my Mac to tell me the time on the quarter hour. So from the last time I paused, that was only about a minute and a half. So there's a click again. Let's check current item. Verifying Apple TV restore. Text is in the voiceover cursor. Okay, verifying Apple TV restore. Still clicked again. Check the current item. Restoring Apple TV firmware. Text. Restoring Apple TV firmware now. Verifying Apple TV restore. Verifying Apple TV restore. It certainly goes for a lot of cycles, doesn't it? Your Apple TV has been restored to factory settings. Please disconnect your Apple TV from your computer and reconnect it to your TV. Okay, now this is the important bit. Disconnect the USB cable, which I'm going to do right now. Take it out of my Mac. And take it out of the Apple TV. Okay, that's out. And I'm going to be a good person and take the power out of the Apple TV. I'm going to grab my HDMI cable. Okay, that's in. I'm just going to plug my audio cable back in to my stereo. Okay, that's in. And I can hear the hum in my headphones, so I know it's working. Okay, so let me plug it back in the power. Okay, powers back into the Apple TV. And of course, when it restarts, it's going to start up as a completely new Apple TV, so to speak. So it should prompt us to use VoiceOver. Now, on this occasion, I didn't get a speaking message, but I know from experience that if I press my power button three times, one, two, three. VoiceOver on. I'll turn on VoiceOver. iPad or iPod touch using iOS 7 or later to automatically set up your Apple TV. Unlock your device. Enable Bluetooth, and touch this Apple TV with it, to pair a Bluetooth keyboard. Turn it on now. Not available on iPhone 4 and iPad 2. English. Button. 1 of 37. Okay, so all that all that was about to... Pair a Bluetooth keyboard with your Apple TV. Turn it on now. Okay, so I can pair a Bluetooth keyboard with my Apple TV straight away. Of course, I can also set it up via my iPhone, which I'm not going to do. I am, however, going to use my Bluetooth keyboard, so I'm just going to go and grab it. Okay, so I've got my Apple Bluetooth keyboard, so I'm just going to turn it on. And stick it in pairing mode. Bluetooth device connected. One of one. Okay, there you go. To pair a Bluetooth keyboard with your Apple TV. Turn it on now. And it's connected, so if I just press my down arrow. <laughs> I've just changed the language to read out that same prompt if I press that arrow. You can use an iPhone, iPad. Or iPod Touch using iOS 7 or later to automatically set up your Apple TV. Unlock your device. Enable Bluetooth. And touch this Apple TV with it. To pair a Bluetooth keyboard. Turn it on now. Not available on iPhone 4 and iPad 2. English. Button. Okay, so I want to use English. I'm just going to press Enter. Setting. Vidcon 61951F. Button. 1 of 7. Okay, now it's asking me to now connect to a Wi-Fi network. So I'm going to connect to my home Wi-Fi network. So I'm just going to press Denner. Vidcon 600. Vidcon 90. David Wi-Fi network. Button. Okay, 487. Enter. In Wi-Fi password. Enter the network password for David's Wi-Fi network. Network passwords are case sensitive. Login keyboard. A. Button. And of course, here's the login Alpha. keyboard. And as normal. Press play pause to change keyboards. And as normal, I can type on the keyboard. I can also use, the, of course, the Apple remote to use that on-screen keyboard as well. And so I'm going to use my Bluetooth keyboard, of course, because it's faster. Type my so password. Two, three, four, 14 bullets. Press enter. Connecting. Two of two. Activating. Activating. Setting region format. Setting region format. 
Okay. Button. One, two. Press enter. Okay. Loading. One of one. In main menu. Movies. Button. One of five. Okay, so the first thing I really have to do is go and put in my Apple ID. And of course, I'm also using family sharing, so all my other shared Apple IDs will actually come up as well. So I'm going to press right arrow. TV shows. Button. Two of five. Music. Button. Three of five. iTunes radio. Button. Four of five. Computers. Button. Five of five. And if memory serves me correctly, if Home I press sharing. then I now. Share. Settings. Button. Five of 26. Okay, there's settings. I'm going to press enter on settings. In settings. General. Button. One of nine. And I'm going to come down to iTunes. Main menu. Button. Two of nine. Screen saver. Button. Three of nine. iCloud. Button. Four of nine. iTunes store. Button. Five of nine. Okay, press enter. In iTunes store. Sign in. Button. One of seven. Sign in. Enter. In enter your Apple ID to sign into the iTunes store. If you don't have an Apple ID, open iTunes on your computer and go to store. Create Apple ID. Login keyboard. A. Button. Okay, so I'm going to type in my Apple ID. Press play pause to change keyboards. David. 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 David Woodbridge. Okay, and press enter. And enter the password for David Woodbridge. Login keyboard. A. Button. Alpha. Press play pause to change keyboards. And of course, again, on-screen keyboard, I could still use the Apple remote if I wished, and, and indeed the Apple remote on the iPhone as well. So I'm going to type in my password for my Apple ID. Submit. Two, three, nine, ten bullets. Eleven bullets. Okay, there it is. Pressing enter again. And remember password. Would you like Apple TV to remember the password for David Woodbridge to rent or purchase items from the iTunes store? Yes. Button. Now, since this two. is my Apple TV, I'm going to say yes, so I could just press down arrow. No. Button. And there's two no. Two. Okay, so back up to yes. Yes. Button. And enter. Two. Accessing iTunes Store. In iTunes Store. Apple IDs. David Woodbridge. Dent. Button. One of eight. Okay, and there I am. My Apple ID is logged in. So just to check, if I press Escape. In Settings. In Main Menu. Settings. Button. Five of twenty-six. And if I press up arrow. Computers. Button. And get back on the left five. to Movies. iTunes Radio. Music. TV shows. Movies. Button. One of five. Press enter. Top Movies. Two of five. And press left arrow. Purchased. One of five. And enter. In David's Purchased Movies. Recent. Fourteen. Button. One of nine. Okay, that's Recent Movies. I press down arrow. My Movies. 68. Button. It's my movie. 68. Down arrow again. Shared movies. Button. Three of nine. Shared movies. And I press right arrow. Ellen. Ellen. That's my Ellen. wife. Two. One I of can two. press enter on her Apple ID to see her movies. Or right arrow again. Yeah. Okay. And there's my daughter's Apple ID as well in there. Okay. Press escape. Purchase. In main menu. Movies. Button. One of five. Okay. So, so far I've basically restored the Apple TV from the Mac paired the Bluetooth keyboard to make it a lot faster to get the Apple TV set up by using the keyboard to put in my password for my Wi-Fi network and also to put in my Apple ID and password. So that's the initial setup. What I thought I'd also show you in this demonstration is what I now do to set up the rest of the Apple TV in the way that I normally use it for home. So the first thing that I tend to do is get rid of all the unnecessary icons on the home screen that I don't use. So if I press down at the moment, Tetley, button, one of 26. I've got 26 items, really 25 because one of them is actually settings.
So the first thing I need to do is go across the settings on this row. Cricket, trailers, MLBT, settings, button, hit enter. 5 of 26, in settings, general, button, 1 of 9. Come down to menu. Main menu, button, 2 of 9. Press enter. In main menu. Bloomer, show, button, 1 of 25. And there's 25 items indeed there. And now what I can do is actually use the enter key to toggle each one of these on or off. So Bloomberg, I'm going to press enter. Bloomberg. Hide button one of twenty five. That's hidden down arrow. Crackle. Show button that one two of twenty five. Enter. Crackle. Hide button down. Cricket. Show button. I'll leave that show. Three of twenty five. Crunchy roll. Show Crunchy roll. button. Enter. Crunchy roll. Hide button. Okay, next one. Daily motion. Show button. Daily motion. Five of twenty five. Daily motion. Hide button. Down again. Flicker. Show. Hide. Flicker. iCloud photos. iCloud photos. Show hide button. 7 of 25. iCloud Photos. Show. Button. 7 of 25. Okay, now if I hit enter on iCloud Photos, I've actually got two options. If I press down arrow. In iCloud Photos. Shared Album Invitations. Show. Button. 2 of 2. Okay, that's Share Album Invitations. So I press up arrow. iCloud Photos. Show. Button. 1 of 2. Okay, the first one was Show. So I'm going to press Enter. iCloud Photos. Hide. Button. 1 of 2. And press Escape. In main menu. Movie theater. Show. Button. No, don't mind that one. Hide. Enter. Movie theater. Hide. Button. Down again. KORTV. Nope. Show. Enter on that one. KORTV. Hide. Button. Nine of twenty-five. Down again. MLBTV. Nope. Show Hide that one. Button. Enter. MLBTV. Hide. Button. Ten of twenty-five. Next one. NBA. Nope. Show. Enter. NBA. Hide. Button. Eleven of twenty-five. Down again. NFL now. Nope. Show. Enter. NFL now. Hide. Button. 12 of 25. Then I'll just do the rest of those quickly. NHL. NHL. Hide. Podcasts. Show. Kello Concerts. Kello Concerts. Hide. Radio. Show. Red Bull TV. Show. Red Bull TV. Hide. Template. Show. Trailers. Show. UFC. Show. UFC. Hide. Vivo. Show. Vivo. Hide. Vimeo. Show. Button. Vimeo. Hide. WSG Live. Show. Button. WSG Live. Hide. Button. WWE Network. WWE Network. Hide. YouTube. Show. Button. 25 of 25. Okay, so that's it. So I'm going to press Escape. In Settings. Main Menu. Button. In Main Menu. Settings. Button. 5 of 7. Okay, so now I've only got seven items on my main home screen now. If I go to the left. YouTube. Bu trailers. Button. Cricket. Button. Template. Button. One of seven. Okay, dinner. Podcasts. Button. Six of seven. Radio. Button. Seven of seven. Okay, so nice and tidy. So that's actually hiding the icons I don't use on the main menu of the home screen of the Apple TV. The next thing I always set is restrictions for my boys so they can't access adult content. So up. Cricket. Across button. the settings, trailer, YouTube settings, button, enter on settings, in settings, general, button, one of nine, enter in general, about, button, one of seventeen, and down to restrictions, name, Apple TV, button, network, restrictions, button, four of seventeen, and enter on restrictions, in restrictions, turn on restrictions, button, one of eight, so I press enter, in set passcode, enter a four digit passcode to set up restrictions for your Apple TV after your passcode is set. You'll need to enter it again to change restrictions in the future. Zero. Adjustable item. Okay, so three I can of three. type in my restrictions passcode. Done. 
Three of three. Okay, popped over to the done button, hit enter. In confirm passcode. We enter your four digit passcode. Zero. Adjustable okay, item. Again. Three of three. Done. Button. Three of three. Enter. In passcode confirmed. Make sure you keep your passcode in a safe place. If you forget your passcode, you can reset it by choosing reset all settings. Okay. Button. One of one. Okay, enter on okay. In restrictions. Turn off restrictions. Button. One of nine. Now if I come down. Change passcode. Button. Change Two of passcode. Nine. Purchase and rental. Ask. Button. Three of nine. So purchase and rental is currently set to ask, which is what I want. Ratings for. United States. Button. Okay, ratings for nine. United States. So I don't want because I'm in Australia, so I'm going to press enter. In ratings locale. Select the locale from which ratings should be applied. United States. Button. 134 of 140. Okay, I'm just going to press the up arrow very quickly. And I'm actually not sure if there's a fast way to do this, but I'm just going to keep pressing up arrow anyway. Uh, let's stop and see where we're up to. China. Button. 31 of 140. Oh, closer. China. Albania. Oh, that's the top. Button. Okay. So One of down. 100. Angola. Anguilla. Antigua. Argentina. Armenia. Australia. Button. Okay, that's 7 me. of 140. Pressing up. In restrictions. Ratings 4. Australia. Button. 4 of 9. Okay, down. Restrict movies 2. PG. Button. Restrict five movies 2. PG. That's fine. Restrict TV shows 2. Capital C. Button. 6 of 9. I've got no idea what capital C means, but I'm going to change it. So enter. Restrict TV shows 2. Capital G. Button. 6 of 9. That's general. Enter again. Restrict TV shows 2. PG. Button. 6 of 9. There we go. Restrict TV shows to PG. Parental guidance. Down again. Explicit music and podcasts. Ask. Button. 7 of 9. Allow explicit podcasts. It's basically ask or allow. And it's currently on us. So leave it alone. Airplay settings. Show. Button. 8 of 9. Airplay settings is fine. So they can airplay to the different Apple airplay speakers they've got around the house. Conference room display. Allow. Button. 9 of 9. Conference room display. Allow. Which is fine again. So that's it for restrictions. Let me press escape. In general. Restrictions. Button. 4 of 17. Now, I always like the name the Apple TV that I'm currently set up in my house because we've got 4 or 5 in the house anyway. So I'm going to press up arrow for this one. Network. Name. Apple TV. Button. 2 of 17. Okay, so it's currently called the Apple TV. I'm going to press enter. In name. Choose a name for your Apple TV. Apple TV. Button. 1 of 8. Okay, and we've got preset ones here. We've got Apple TV. Living room. Living room. Bu family room. Family room. Bedroom. Bedroom. Kitchen. Kitchen. Bu great room. Button. Break room. Office. Office. Bu custom. Button. Custom, which is what I want. Enter. In enter a name for your Apple TV. Submit. Button. And I'm just going to press my delete key. Capital V. Capital V. Because as you can tell, I've already got a name in there already. Okay, and I'm currently sitting in my boy's toy room. So I'm going to type in toy room. T. Two. Toy. Toy. Toy R. Toy room. And press enter. In general. Name. Toy room. Button. Two of 17. The next thing I need to do is get Karen back on here for Australia. So let me go and change my region and language. So I'm just going to press down arrow. Network. Restrictions. Remotes. Bluetooth. Software. Time zone. Cupertino. Button. 8 of 17. Okay, so let me change my time zone to start off with. So press enter. In time zone. Set automatically. Off. Button. One of two. Okay, so let's see if I just choose you automatically. Set the time zone automatically using your current location. It's actually going to based on my current location. So I'm going to press enter. Set automatically. And we'll see what happens. On. Button. One of two. And if I press enter now. Time zone. Sydney. Den. Button. Beautiful. Two of two. Which is exactly where I am. Well, sort of. In uh, 
near Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. So that's fine. Pressing escape and then error. In general. Sleep after. One hour. Button. Nine of seventeen. We just sleep hour. Send data to Apple. Let's get into language. Language. Button. Eleven of seventeen. Enter language. In language. English. Button. One of thirty-seven. Okay, so I've got English one of thirty-seven. So if I press down arrow. Francais. Deutsch. Nihongo. Netherlands. Italian. Espanol. Portuguese. French. Sony. Mush. Svenska. Hangugo. Tianti. Fanti. Ruski. Polski. Portuguese. Bahasa. British. It's the British voice if you want to use the British one. Chukche. Mugion. Australian English. Button. 23 of 37. And that's what I want to use. Karen, the Australian voice, pressing enter. Setting. Voice over on. Loading. In my menu. Movies. Button. One of five. Okay, so as you can tell, voiceover restarted itself and then put the system back at the main home screen of the Apple TV. And the fourth one item I, I always tend to turn on, of course, is my accessibility shortcut. So let me press right out again across. TV shows. Music. iTunes radio. Computers, button, five of five, down. settings, button, five of seven. Okay, there's settings, enter on settings. In settings. General, button, enter on general, in general. and come About. down to accessibility. Button. Name, network, David's Wi-Fi network, button, three of 17, restrict, remote, Bluetooth, software, time zone, sleep up, syndicated, language, region format, accessibility, button, 13 of 17. Okay, there's accessibility, pressing enter. Inaccessibility. Voiceover. On. Button. One of seven. Down. Speech rate. Normal. So speech button. rate. One of the chains that I can press enter. Speech rate. Fast. Button. Speech rate. Very fast. Button. Two of seven. Speech rate. Very slow. Speech rate. Slow. Speech rate. Normal. Button. Two of seven. Okay, let's leave mine on normal for the moment. Normally I'd have it on fast or very fast. Use pitch. On. Button, Use pitches on. 3 of 7. Accessibility menu. Off. Button. 4 of 7. To access accessibility options, hold down the menu button. Okay, so you hold down the menu button to access the accessibility shortcut key. So I'm pressing enter to turn mine on. Accessibility menu. On. Button. 4 of 7. And just to complete the rest of the menu, down. Video descriptions. On. Button. Yeah, video descriptions are already seven. on. In subtitles and captioning. Close captions plus SDH. Off. Button. Six of seven. Okay, closed captions is currently off, and I leave mine off because it tends to irritate my boys. Down. Style. Default. Button. Seven of seven. Of course, style is all the low vision options. And I normally change mine to large print for my boys to make it a little bit easier to read for them. So I'm just going to press enter on that one. In styles. Default. Selected. Button. One of five. Down. Large text. Button. And Two of five. Enter on large text. Large text. Selected. And press escape. Style. Accessibility button 13 of 17. Okay, now that might have been me holding down my escape key too long, so I'm just going to press enter to go back into it. In accessibility and click around the bottom. Access video in style large text button 7 of 7. Just to confirm that I did indeed turn the large print option on for styles. So that's done. So if I hold down my escape key, 1 of 1, return to main menu button. I've now got my accessibility shortcut menu now activating. So besides holding down the escape key or the menu button on the remote to jump straight back to the main menu or the home screen, if I press down arrow, voiceover selected button. Right, two of four. Toggle voiceover on and off. 
Closed captions. Button. Three of four. Toggle closed captions on or off. Video descriptions. Selected. Toggle closed captions on or off. So I'm just going to press escape. Inaccessibility. Subtitles and captioning. In general. In settings. In main menu. Settings. Button. Five of seven. And I'm back to my main home screen. So that completes this demonstration of doing a restore on your Apple TV, in this case from the Mac using iTunes. And then, of course, setting up the Apple TV, first of all, to turn on voiceover. In my case, I then connected my Bluetooth keyboard to then put in my password for my Wi-Fi network. And then once I hit the main menu to go into settings, to set up my Apple ID username and password. And that completed the initial setup of the Apple TV. And then I went through a number of options that I tend to go through when I set up my Apple TV. And of course they included hiding the icons on the main menu or the home screen, setting up restrictions, setting the time zone and choosing a different language synthesizer for voiceover, in my case Australia. And then of course setting up the accessibility shortcut so that I can hold down the either escape key on my Bluetooth keyboard or the menu button on the Apple remote itself to toggle on and off accessibility features or to zip back to the main menu or home screen if I'm down a level of menus in the Apple TV itself, not just in settings but in movies, TV shows, etc. And then finally in that accessibility settings I said that I tend to use large print styles to make it a little bit easier for my boys to look at the text on the Apple TV. So that completes this demonstration of Restore and my own setup of the Apple TV. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. As usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Mary Emerson. There have been some questions in the past about how to set an Amazon password. Some people have had trouble with it and they've kind of got stuck in the process and they weren't quite sure how to make it work. I just set my Amazon password this morning and I thought I would give you the process. To make this work, you need to be a user of the Firefox browser and I am using a Windows 7 computer. I don't know if this will work with Apple products. Within the Firefox browser, there is an add-on called WebVism, W-E-B as in boy, V as in Victor, I-S-U-M as in mother. WebVism allows you to do such things as solve CAPTCHAs. You're going to need to do that to set your Amazon password. You can get to WebVism from within Firefox by going to www.webvism.com. That will give you more instructions, and you also have to have a WebVism user ID and password to make this work. Usually I have Firefox set so that it automatically logs into WebVism when I start Firefox. That's the easiest way to go. That way you've always got it there in case you need it while you're using the browser. To start the process to set an Amazon password, if you have Amazon set up so that it automatically logs you in, When you start Amazon, you'll need to go to the bottom of the screen and up arrow until you get to sign out. When you sign out of Amazon, you are presented with the sign in screen, but you don't sign in. What you do is you go past the user ID and the password edit field and you go down until you get to forgot password. Press enter on that. 
This brings up a screen that has a CAPTCHA. To use the WebVism process, you need to make sure that your screen reader has images or graphics turned on, especially for the internet. Make sure that that's turned on. And then you go back to the page where it has the CAPTCHA. Go to the line that says Image, or IMG for JAWS. Press the Applications key, which on most keyboards is just to the left of the right control key. It opens up a menu, and you arrow down four times until it says Solve CAPTCHA. Press Enter on that. You'll get a message that says the CAPTCHA has been sent and then it usually takes about a minute or so for it to come back and say it has been successful. Tab to the edit field where you're supposed to type the CAPTCHA. Press Control v to paste it in. Tab to the Continue button, press Enter, and the message says an email has been sent. Check your inbox. Within about a minute or two, you'll get an email. Open that email. It will tell you that there is a link within the email message to a site to reset your password. Press enter on that link within the email message and you will go to a page which is very simple. You fill in your email address and then you fill in your password, your new one, tab and you fill it in a second time. Press enter on the continue button or the save button. I've forgotten now what it's called. Your password has been set. You will also get a confirmation email message that will say that your Amazon account has been changed. So that's the process. In addition, if you are using audible.com, your password will be reset to the new password because Audible is in sync with Amazon. So if you have an Audible account, don't use your old password to log into it. Use a new one. I hope this has helped you in some way. Thank you for listening to this, and this is Mary Emerson. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.